the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. Hello, everyone. I am really excited for this episode today. Uh, One, I am with Kathy in person again, which is very rare. Um, So it's nice to have you here, Kathy. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, And two, we are also joined by a powerhouse in the industry, not just in our company. Uh, We are joined by Vinny Tracy. So Vinny, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Hero in the house. It's exciting (laughs) times. Um, today, uh, so Kathy and I are fortunate enough to have been able to work with Vinny for a number of years and had drinks and dinners and events and we've gotten to know you, but I know that there's a lot of people in our network that don't know the Vinny Tracy that we know. So we want to just sit and learn about you today. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I guess. Cause <laughs> this is, as I say, it's uh, kind of unusual for me to be in a seat like this answering questions. <laughs> I'm usually the one asking questions. You're on the other side. Absolutely. So, uh, Back during mine and Kathy's first episode, we started with asking each other a number of like introductory questions just mm-hmm. to get to know each other a little bit more. So Kathy, do you want to ask Vinny a few of those questions? We do. We like some introductory um, questions for you. So first of all, tell us how you got in real estate. Uh, by accident, as most of us did. Um, when I first graduated from college, University of Tennessee, I had a mentor. His name was Dr. Bob Overholt. And Dr. Overholt had a number of businesses, as a lot of doctors do. And one of the things he had was a trophy and award company. And he said, Vinny, this would be perfect for you. Why don't you go into this business? And I mean, it was an elaborate deal where, you know, we used to import marble from Italy. And we used to make, hand make the trophies and do all this thing. And my job was to go out and sell them. And that was great. You know, I'd go to little leagues and, and all that sort of thing. And um, the one hook that I had, uh, being at the university of Tennessee and being an athlete was I knew every single little league, what they really wanted more than anything else was a speaker. Mm. So I would go to all the little leagues and I would charge them more for a trophy, but I'd say, which speaker would you like? Would you like Bernard King in basketball, Ernie Grunfeld? Would you like Condrich Holloway, who was our quarterback? Would you like, if it was baseball, a guy by the name of Rick Honeycutt? who I think is still with the Dodgers as the pitching (laughs) coach. And I would have those guys. um, I would trade uh, Dr. Overholt's Corvette for the weekend and have those guys speak. And I could always make money doing that sort of thing. So it was kind of fun. But then Dr. Overholt got involved in this business called, uh, he was an investor in Remax in one of the first regions that was sold. And it was Kentucky and Tennessee. And every night, that I would see him, I'd say, Doc, please tell me about this Remax thing. He goes, Vinny, don't worry about this Remax thing. You'll never understand it. It's, it's a real estate thing. And I kept bugging him and bugging him. And I said, well, what do you do at this, at this company? And he goes, well, we sell franchises. And I looked at him, I said, I can do that. He goes, do you even know what a franchise is? And I said, no, I don't. But I think it's a business system. And if it's a business system, I can sell that. And that's how I got involved in real estate was selling franchises originally back in 1977. So, what? Go ahead, Kathy. I'm hearing a natural-born salesperson. Yeah, I was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, can I ask the next question? Yep. So, if the person closest to you were to describe you as an animal, what animal would you be? <laughs> Teddy bear. Oh. Oh. I'm not surprised by I'm that I'm not answer. surprised yeah. by that. Koala? Mm-hmm. Are we talking koala? 
Oh, it could be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. I'll go with that one. So that's yeah. good. To, that's good to know. Yeah. I feel like, Josh, um, so many know the business side and the business history um, of Vinny. What I would love this to be my cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. And I would love the thing that I, I think that Josh and I cherish most about having the relationship that we do with you is the side that is the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. So well said. So tell us, what was it like to have three children under, what, 20 months? Oh, wow. Because that's what made you. When I look at Vinny yep. and I see all the threads of the tapestry, it's, it's not the sales guy. It's not the, the you know, the masterful mm-hmm. um, leader. It's all those things that contributed from the perspective of being a great husband of 41 years and a, or 40 years and a father of three under 20 months. So talk about yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was three under 15 and a half months. <laughs> and all we can say is that was not good planning. <laughs> and uh, when wherever we moved, I think they named a landfill after us. <laughs> <laughs> That was the day of disposable diapers, the beginning of disposable diapers. That that was something else. Um, You know, it was really an interesting thing because when you you look at that, Michelle and I went from having no children and 15 and a half months later having three of them. And um, it was like having triplets, except one triplet was just a little bit more advanced. (laughs) So... um, you know, we always tell the funny stories of our friends that would come and say, oh, let's take them out for breakfast. Mm. And uh, the first time, in fact, my buddy, Dr. Overholt, came into to Denver and he said, Vinny, let's let's take everybody out for breakfast. And I said, Doc, you really don't want to do that. And he goes, oh, yeah, it'll be fun. So sure enough, we went out. And I think the kids at this time were about f- probably three and four. And... Um, Dr. Overholt looks at me and he says, well, I'll take the twins out front because, you know, they were, they were getting antsy and that sort of thing. So I followed him about 10 paces back and I watched as we opened up the door and one went to the left, the other one went to the right. He panics and I go, you go left, I'll go right. (laughs) And he goes, thank you very much. And you know, it's, those are the fun stories that you have about your children. But, um, I'll tell you what, I love my, I love my family, I love my kids. Uh, there's nothing better for me than to spend time with them. And now uh, we're six grandkids in and two more are due within the next uh, 60 days. So, and that's going to be eight grandchildren under four and a half years. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're, kind of, we're used to, you know, the, the children dividing and conquering. Yeah. And that's... Uh, that's part of the deal. Well, a couple <laughs> of incredible things about the story. Number one, I'm I'm looking at the beginning, um, 36, 37 years ago. You were you're, um, a testimony to birth control for many of your friends, right? <laughs> they would come for dinner and think, yeah, we're waiting, honey. We're not. Yeah, we're not ready for oh. that yet, baby. But yeah. now, you know, fast forward, the beauty is they all live so that it's not that you have mm-hmm. potentially eight grandchildren under four. That's yeah, yeah. You got to quit quit doing these multiples. Um, but I, know, I forgot about, my, I about that with you. So, but you, um, you know, not only do you have that going on, but they're also that you see them all. So you're a part of of that next level of legacy. It's great because uh, Kelly is the one that lives the furthest from us, and she lives seven miles. Then mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Matt so lives amazing. five miles, and Brian is four miles. So it's uh, yeah, it 
we get to see the uh, grandkids on a weekly basis. You know, every single one of them are there at least two or three times a week, which is really a fun thing. You know, one of the things, one of the lessons I learned, Kathy, was um, I remember going on a business trip many years, and I traveled quite a bit. So Michelle, I mean, she is... A warrior. Oh, God, a warrior. (laughs) That's a great thing to say about her. She really is. Um, Just a nurturing person. And me being on the road so much in the early days of that other company, um, I always remember making the biggest mistake I ever made in my whole life was calling her one night and I happened to be in a very nice location, tropical location. And I said, gosh, it's what a fun night I had. Um, you know, we went out for a nice dinner and we had, you know, the tropical cocktails, you know, the whole thing with the umbrellas mm-hmm. in them and the whole bit. And she goes, Hmm, is that so? She goes, I just want you to know that I've been home with the kids all day long and I didn't have that night. And so my next business trip um, my suitcase is packed. I open it up where I go the next time. And inside of it is a, uh, plastic bag with a dirty diaper. In it. <laughs> and she goes, well, you're out having a nice dinner and cocktails tonight. I want you to know what I'm doing. That's great. I love so that. that's one thing I never forgot. Uh, never, ever brought that up. I was always working really hard every single day. And, <laughs> boy, it was the crappiest day I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And, but the one thing I did do is I shared that with every single man that worked Mm. under me over those years. And I said, this is my mistake. Don't ever make this one. You always make your spouse feel like a million bucks every single day and tell them how important they are and how important they are to your success and the family's success. Yeah. So I I think, uh, I mean, even the, like, so I live, I grew up in Southern California. My parents now live on the East Coast. They live in Rhode Island and I'm in Newport Beach. We actually could not be farther apart in the United States. I'm completely on the West Coast. They're completely on the East Coast. And one thing that sucks, for lack of other words, is that I don't get to see them that often. So I'm very envious that you guys are all within eight miles of each other. I mean, I think that's a testament to to your family, which is like you guys want, I mean, not that I don't want to be near my parents, but you guys truly want to be within close proximity of each other, which is, they want free babysitting. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that's a, that's a huge (laughs) thing. And you know, one of the other lines that, uh, reminded me of your story, Vinny is, um, grandchildren are God's gift for you, not killing your children. And I think that that's something, uh, that I'm, I, we don't have any grandchildren yet in my family, but, um, I think it's definitely true. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this because now, and I don't have that many grandchildren but when my when my boys were little the grandsons were little I was like how did I do this Mm -hmm. I mean did this Michelle now say how on earth did I do this with Vinny traveling with it it, it really she does um but she is probably the most resourceful person I've ever met my whole life I you know when I'm even on business calls at home and we're watching the twins I try to time the business calls around their naps. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So because we know we have to get them ready to go down for a nap, we've got to change them. We've got to, you know, feed them, do all that sort of thing. And, but there are times where that doesn't happen. And in the background, I can hear what she does. And she is just incredibly efficient, incredibly loving. And the kids, there's something about it when they're just with, with Lolly. And, you know, you, you can ask me that question in a second. But when they're with Lolly, um, 
it's like they're in heaven. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And the rapport she has with them and just knows what they need. And what you'll find, Josh, when you do have children is how different your children are with your parents yeah. than they are with you. And it's sometimes, and don't be offended. Oh yeah. If your mm-hmm. if your parents say you just go ahead and leave, we got this because the pa- the kids are better. Well, and I think aren't there. hindsight's also twenty twenty. Like I now, you know, I'm obviously a grown adult, and when I spend time with my parents, I look back and I realize like how great they were. You know, you obviously don't see it in the moment all the time, but you look back and you're like, oh my god, these people were fantastic. And so I think like for your kids, they see like your grandkids loving spending time with you. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Like Vinny's amazing. So how do you think Vinny that the two worlds meet to complement one another? Because your business experience and the nurturing that you've done over the many, many years, the legacy you're leaving in the real estate industry is mirrored in this beautiful family. So what lessons, if you had to say one or two lessons, um, do you think are the foundation of that? Is it? You know, that's such an interesting question, Kathy. You know, one of the, I always go back to the things that my mom and dad taught me. And you try to bring those forward in your family. And uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned as a little boy was um, I was a I was always the best athlete on the street, okay? And I had two friends, Jimmy and Paul. And Jimmy lived across the street. Paul lived a few houses down. And it was uh, summertime, just, you know, right about this time of year. It gets dark a little bit later at night. And I'm about seven years old, and we go down to the end of the street to the school ground, okay? And both the guys, they look at me, and they say, boy, wouldn't it be cool if we threw a rock through the school window? (laughs) And, you know, I'm like... Yeah, that would be really cool. And they said, yeah, think about it. <laughs> Listen to the glass break, yeah. and we run away, and nobody would ever know it because it's dark out. So sure enough, I'm the guy that throws the rock. You know, I'm the best athlete, supposedly. <laughs> so the next day, I come home, and my dad says, he goes, hey, i got to ask you a question. I said, yeah. And he goes, um, he goes let's just suppose um, you went down to the end of the street, to the school ground. And you said, boy, wouldn't it be cool if we threw a rock through the school window? He goes, not that you would ever do that, mm-hmm. but have you ever heard, he goes, there's a, there's a point there where you have to look at yourself and say, do I want to do this or not? And he goes, and we call that peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being at, at seven years old, you don't know what peer pressure is. And he said, well, that's when you would do something you normally wouldn't do, but you do it because your friends are there. Right. And he said, so I'm going to give you the question you have to ask yourself every time before you, when you come to a decision like this. And what it is, is um, would I want my mom to read about it on the front page in the newspaper Mm. tomorrow morning? And if the answer is no, then you'd look at your buddies and go, you know something, I don't think this is a good idea. If the answer is yes... I really don't care if my mom reads about it on the front page of the newspaper. Then we have these things called consequences. And he goes, then you have to be man enough to be able to accept what that consequence is. So from here on out, that's what we call the newspaper story and the newspaper test. Mm. So um, needless to say, I was shaking like a leaf. My dad did not spank me or anything. He knew the way I was that this would, did he know that, the lesson was almost worth the, it. The lesson would hit me mm-hmm. in, in my, and I tell this story in my 69th year, 
Uh, probably he wouldn't think that, but that is the kind of thing that I've always used with my children. Mm. I've used that in business with our broker owners, with our sales associates. Uh, I've told this story hundreds, if not thousands of times. And it's one of those where I think people really, it hits home. And it's, I think it's, we've all been in a situation like that before. It's crazy how easy that decision is then. Yeah. Instead of going, oh boy, you know, it's it's this or it's that. I don't want to offend anybody. No. It's as clear as the, uh, the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, so everybody has said to me over the years, the, the next question is, so what did your father do for a living that he knew that? And I said, when you're a little kid, you don't know what your dad does for a living. Yeah. But... Um, now that I can put it into perspective, he was a federal investigator. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, he knew your he knew the oh. minute your that rock left your fingers. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prints. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so I just want to clarify, you broke the window, correct? I did. Okay. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And then I had to go and uh, go to uh, you know, Mr. Verdi was the principal down the street. This is probably the wrong thing to ask and just yep. you know, blame, I had to blame it on my age. Did it feel good when you initially broke the window? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to break the glass. Absolutely. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. I've got to tell you, um, this is great insight into the real Vinny Tracy, mm. my cousin Vinny. It's, it's nice to know the magic behind mm-hmm. it. It's nice to know it. The foundation was started generation ago with your parents, and you've carried that yeah. forward to me. Um, that's the sign of integrity. Yeah. Well, that so. you're you do the right thing no matter who's yeah. looking. Um, I want to ask a question that I think I know the answer to, but mm. and and let's take family out of the equation. You can't use family as the answer. Okay. What brings Vinny Tracy joy? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No. I know it's a it's a hard question. Seeing other people do good. Mm. You know, I've always said our job at this company is to change people's lives for the better. Yeah. That's that's what rings my bell. Yeah. And, you know, you've always heard the statement, if you if you do enough things for other people, things will come back to you. Sure. I don't ever look at it coming back to me. I just look at it that it's so much fun to see a smile on somebody's face when they know they've accomplished what they've want, yeah. they set out to do. And when you top that off with a nice glass of wine. Uh, yeah, I was, oh. I, I, that's what I thought the answer was going to Me be. Me too. But. <laughs> I was thinking, no, that's, that's bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I have that's a lot after of, you've done good. I, I, I have a lot of glasses of wine. Yeah. Yes. yes, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we could we could literally do this all day. I know, uh, we, Vinny, we don't want to keep you forever. Um, but if we, Kathy, if you had to ask one more question. To, to leave our listeners with something to that just really resonate with them, what would it be? What's next? What's that one thing that you haven't done that's still on that bucket list? Taking more than two weeks off at a time. Mm. Wow. Um, my whole career, I always based a vacation on the most I could ever take was two weeks. Yeah. And there's going to be a day where I take more. And I've talked to Cuba about that. Uh, you know, we don't know when that day is going to be, but I said, you know, there, he said, so that means one day you'll retire. And I said, yes, Coop, I will. Um, and he goes, well, why would you ever want to do that? I said, 
because I owe it to my wife. Yeah. I owe it to Michelle to be able to do the things we always wanted to do that might take more than two weeks. You know, it's the, it's, we probably will never do it, but it's great to have the freedom to say uh, we're in Europe somewhere. Right. And Michelle goes, you know, wouldn't it be great if we went to see Paris? We've never been there before. I'd, I'd really like to do that. And I could just go and take another week. Um, I find that when you work for a living, you do what we do, you have to be on top of things. And two weeks seems to be about the maximum amount you can be separated from people. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Do you think, um, I'm having this conversation currently with my dad. He has, you know, he has a retirement date. He's retiring in a year and a half. And I keep asking him, what are you going to do when you retire? Like, how are you going to occupy your time? And it's a hard question for him to answer because he's worked his entire life and he's been part of corporate America. And so do you think your personality will let you take two weeks off? You know, that's a great question. And what else I'd love to talk with your dad about that Mm -hmm. because I was forced to retire one time. Yeah. And I was trying to think how old I was at the time. Um, Seven years ago. What was that? So I was 62 62. years old. Yeah, my dad's 63. And um, I wasn't ready, okay? Yeah. I knew knew the end of my story, and that wasn't the end of my story. I wanted to end it on my terms, not somebody in corporate America telling me when my term was up. You wanted it to be your story, not their story. Absolutely. And I knew what the end of my story was. Um, So you know, getting into that thing with your dad. Um, I understand that at that age, I wanted to go a little bit longer um, because there's certain things that will fulfill you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's only so many rounds of golf you can play. There's only that, you know, how many times you can go fly fishing. Um, But when you, that's when you're forced to do it. Yeah. Now I'm going to relish those times. Uh, when that day comes, you know, I can spend more time with the grandkids. Sure. I can take them out to baseball games. I can take them to go fly fishing and whatever that might be. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be my choice and when I want to do it. So I understand what your dad's going through right yeah. now. And he might be a little bit too young for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, but I think to your point, your retirement is going to have a, uh, you're going to have a different appreciation for it because it's deserved and it's at the time that you want to take it. And I think that you will look at it from a much, much different perspective. Yeah. And, and the one thing is I will never leave Realty One Group. Right. <laughs> we well, can't, well, you can't. You can't. I w- but what I was just going to say was, you know, life is a broken road. And yeah. I'm just so very thankful on behalf of our entire network that when one chapter closed, the next chapter was here. Yeah. And when I... And I think when you look back on that broken road and you see, you know, how beautiful this part of your journey yep. has been and the difference you've made in a very short time to so many people into the industry. Yeah, I'm thankful for that. So thank you for Kathy, that next thanks chapter so much. being that means here. so much. It really does. Well, you are so, loved. I hope you know that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Unfortunately, we do have to, uh, Vinny's a very busy man. Um, and so we do have to end this, but we would love to have you back. Um, I, I mean, I know we just scratched the surface on Vinny's story, so we might need to do a part yeah, two, three, might. four, you know, think of it as the, my cousin Vinny sequel that was never released. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> 
But thank you, Vinny. We really thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Really appreciate it, Kathy. Thank you. Really. This is a lot of fun. I didn't think it would be either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details. Listen to understand not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.